welcome to episode four of Bards of Gaming. I'm Elijah Fish. I'm here today with Ben Goldman. Thanks so much for agreeing to be on, Ben. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, excited to get to chat with you and hear about your music and hear your story a bit. Yeah, sounds great. Ask, ask away, whatever, whatever your questions you got. Uh, do you want to just tell us a bit about your story and how you got into music? Yeah, sure. It's a good, it's a good question. Um, I mean, I started like... Uh, like in my family growing up, like music was like a big thing. We were a very musical family. Like there was always, you know, like a piano in the house or instruments laying around and like you just pick it up when you can. Um, you know that and like had music on like whenever whenever you're walking by like the, the kitchen, you had the radio blaring Copeland or, or Gersh whenever. Yeah. So you kind of like, you know, you pick it up definitely. And then you're like, oh, that, that sounds not bad. And you started trying to figure it out at the piano or something like that. So that was like a really fun thing like that growing up. And um, you know, like I said, my both my brothers, they were in orchestra too, or, or band. One of them played sax, the other one on trumpet, mother, clarinet, piano. So it was kind of like inevitable. I was, I was going to end up yeah. in music one way or another, so that was great. <laughs> nice. But uh, I, did, I did take piano lessons. I did take piano lessons, like one one lesson, like I, like I was mentioning, and uh, just wasn't for me early on. I think I learned like one scale and I was like I'm okay. done I'm done the major <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, I think it's C major the one that every piano yeah. student learns but uh, and then beyond that I went into I was very lucky I went to a great high school where we had like a great music program and the uh, the band director there like he, he like he bought all the instruments for I think we had like an 80 piece band or even more nice. and he brought in just great professors that went on to like play in Arcade Fire or all these okay. different like cool projects Which, in and Montreal yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah it was in uh, in the West Island but okay. uh, you know we were, it was very lucky nice. and then we were like I was the first year of like the special program where we had like a music intensive so you got like a little bit of theory and history and background so at that point I'm like oh okay I was getting more and more into it and then you know, sort of transitioned into like, oh, film music's really cool. I was like a huge John Williams fan, Star Wars, like uh, sure, all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I just from there, I just went on and, uh, you know, to composition and stuff like that. I went to, to college and then university. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been great, man. I, what can I say? It's uh, I'm doing what I love. So. Yeah, that's great. Man. Yeah. It's I think there's some parallels between our musical upbringing. Yeah, I'm sure, like, like a uh, lot. Like, it reminds me too. Like, I play bass as my main instrument, but I remember taking a couple of lessons as a teen and being like, "No, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm not I, really I into it." <laughs> but I had a great high school musical education, also. Like, oh, yeah, where which, you went? Uh, uh, somewhere? Oh, okay. Also in Montreal, it was yeah. great school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, it was okay. like, there was choir, there was band. There, I was in like the jazz band and stuff. Yeah, it's really so different. Like, I find like playing, you know, in a in a lesson where you're you're by yourself, you're doing scales, you're doing arpeggios, which is it's great to learn the fundamentals. But when you start playing in an ensemble and with other people, and you start making, you know, actual music, that's when like things took mm -hmm. off for me. Yeah, I'm sure, it's totally. the same for you. Yeah, like it's got to click. It's got to make you feel exactly exhilarated yeah. or or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the musical family and everything. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. When you when you got into like doing films and media and stuff, uh, what were some of your like early projects? Was I, it, that was that was <laughs> difficult to, to get started. I mean, uh, like I mentioned, like another thing in my family, like we we loved film. Like uh, I remember like just sitting at like supper and like um, like we like whoever could make more film references was like <laughs> one the night or whatever. So yeah. that was like just watching tons of movies. Like we'd have weekly trips to go rent movies when when that was a thing. Right. And uh, so like it just like sort of like both of them sort of melded together. And I'm, like around there, around the end of high school. I'm like, oh, I guess I could do film and music. You know, I never really thought about it before. And then I started listening, getting more into film scores of like some of the films I love, like a lot of 80s stuff, a lot of Back to the Future, <laughs> a lot of that stuff, like yeah. Spielberg. And then which led me to John Williams. And I'm like, man, this this is amazing how he was able to take like little themes in the beginning and then develop them into like these great things that made you feel so much at the end of a story. I'm like, wow, that that, that really moved me. I'm mm -hmm. like, this is, you know, this is the mo the two things I love and, and it's it's so impactful, especially in a film. And then uh, my first projects was uh, a, little, a little tough going at the at the beginning, I'm sure for everyone. Yeah, well, you're breaking into it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> and then just taking taking wherever you can get it on online or meeting up with people or, or doing student projects at school or whatever. And the first ones, uh, they were, let's just say, paid with pizza and, and beer and right. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, it was, uh, I was really lucky. Some people, they're like, I, I guess they saw a sample on my website that I, I composed, like just a little demo, and they're like, 
All right, I guess, I guess he, he sounds good. Let, let's hire him or whatever. Nice. And then that was with, um, I think the first project ever was San Jose University. I did like a little promo video for them. So that was that was really exciting. And it was like the first time I got like an actual paycheck from like a real person. Yeah. And that was, that was like a big moment for <laughs> it's me. It's a good moment. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then from there, it's just, uh, you know, you kept plugging away and then you start to get more and more little credits like that. And then the credits get a little bit bigger and bigger. And, uh, you know, you just, it's just, it never ends, you know, no matter how high you get, you still like, you want to get Get to that next step yeah yeah sweet that's cool man it's amazing just on the topic of john williams like not only his music but it's just amazing how mu- the impact he's made almost everyone i've interviewed Absolutely. for this podcast i been like what are some of your inspirations and john williams across the board in in school and just talking to music people like and even even listening to to a-list composers <laughs> down to to anyone they'll they'll say john williams yeah. was probably the first person a legend that, yeah 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 and it's amazing like 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 i was mentioning just to be able to take something so small and then develop it and really create like his own language within a film that's that's what really moved me in the totally. first place uh, yeah cool besides john williams like growing up or as you were growing as a musician as a composer were there any like other composers or scores or just yeah, moments yeah, that really yeah. like inspired you or like that you always wanted to yeah, that course, you looked yeah. up to kind of thing or like yeah well it, it comes from a lot of it from from film and stuff like that so I, I'd watch movies like growing up in, in the 90s and the early 2000s and stuff like that and I'm like oh wow this is like a great a great film I'm like I wonder who did the music and I'd find like oh it's uh, Thomas Newman or uh, or one of the many Newman clan. Right, <laughs> there's yeah, like yeah. I'm sure there's like 10 of them now <laughs> but um, I'm like oh that's great and I, I'd listen to his stuff and he'd have his own unique style and I'd go I'm like oh what's that and I'd try and figure it out on the piano and that was great so I, I'd listen to that a lot of you know since I was younger at the time like a lot of like uh, animation stuff Pixar had great music like a lot of those scores The Incredibles introduced me to a little bit of more jazz style in that regard and that was like a whole thing it opened up tons of other stuff and uh, basically it all stemmed out from film and stuff like that like I, I'd watch a movie I'd love like Back to the Future I'm like oh okay that's that was Alan Silvestri and like oh what did, what did he do there he was using this really cool mode or whatever and I, I'd explore that so that was like a lot of early inspiration was from film and stuff like that and then beyond that I mean I, I also listened to like the indie music to rock music hip hop like really anything I could get my hands on to I was a huge Beatles fan yeah. I'm sure as everyone yeah. was at some point but uh, no I think feel like you could learn really from anything anywhere so no matter what you think if it's not relevant or whatever if you could take that you know put a put that into your music and something i've I've learned things from as much from bach as i learned from like the beatles like i said like there's really tons of stuff everywhere and yeah yeah it's just it's just great yes man it's yeah it's it's just a exploration it's a yeah exactly journey of discovery yeah and then then you could get into classical and beyond that but uh no no it's just it's really endless really we're we're very lucky especially now with like internet right you could listen to anything you want yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's an amazing day <laughs> so could you talk to me about a bit some of the projects you have on your websites that you've done the music for like i'm especially would love to hear about a couple of the uh, cartoons oh yeah those are um, great yeah, yeah there's one with uh can't remember the name. Kiakis Teddy Bear yeah. Protection. Oh, that, that one. Yeah, one? that was yeah. with. Uh, that, was, that was a great one. <laughs> yeah, so, what, what was that project like? So, that, that was a like? film. It was with a uh, director, great director. He uh, directed and wrote it, Dave Bunsen. And I think this was our third, third or fourth project we worked together. And uh, it was just uh, he. He's great to work with, and you know he makes my life easy and my job easy because I, I come into like a spotting session and we speak over the phone or whatever we do and in the meeting he's like okay I want it to like you know a little bit of reference to here and you got that and he's, he's just dropping all these deep cuts from like different scores I'm like man they, they, the good directors they know their music right. they and know what they want yeah they know yeah. their music almost as much as composers do and like it's just the communication's great mm-hmm. and um, since this was our like third project or, or what it was um, it was great like there's just more freedom and the communication's great and you get to try things which was really fun and for this particular film it was great it was all about uh, basically a teddy bear who comes to live at night and uh, he's trying to protect like his owner from the uh, the classic monsters in the closet which was a really interesting concept but it allowed me as a composer to really go over the top and do like all those classic family adventure stuff that uh, that you hear and like these like the, like these Pixar films like I was mentioning mm-hmm. so a lot of like good versus evil and the bad guys and heroes <laughs> and villains so it was really fun to work on that and uh, I was really happy with how everything turned out
it comes through like the score is really awesome and perfect. Oh, I, I appreciate it thanks it's so like much perfect for the emotion on screen yeah. really really cool short film oh cool um, have you had it ever in your experience like the opposite end of the spectrum with a director where if they know a lot about music do you ever find they're stepping on your toes ever? Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure you heard of Temp Track Love, oh, which, yeah. which is a definite a whole, problem in my whole industry. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for people using, because I mean, for music, it's really hard to communicate what you want, especially if you don't have a music background. Like when you, uh, I'm sure it's complicated, but I, I always tell them, you know, it's best to speak in emotion exactly, as, if, yeah. as if you were speaking to an actor, really, to be honest. And you, you say like, okay, here I wanted a bit, you know, I want a dark, but with a sad tinge, you know, or this one's a little bit bittersweet. You know, with temp tracks, mm -hmm. as I mentioned, that's definitely the some of the problems can arise if they're really tied to something. Then that could be an issue, especially <laughs> yeah. if they. It's if gotta they, sound like John Williams. Yeah, every scene. Not only John Williams, but <laughs> this specific part of John. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the real problem is when they sort of they cut the edit to the temp track, because then things get okay. real set in stone sure, in terms yeah. of timing, and they're really locked in on exactly how something sounds. So when I approach a project like that, especially with a director that's really you know enjoying what they have at the moment, you know it's great, and it, it gives me a definite idea of what they want. But um, I'm always saying, you know what? Let's let's strip this away. Let's watch it with no music. And let's hear how it sounds and let's just speak together as like two artists and and see what's the core of your film and what you're trying to get. And, yeah. and let's, you know, let's go from that point forward and uh, we'll develop it there. And I'm sure we come together as long as it's uh, it all works out. You know, yeah, that sounds like a great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah something process. definitely learned yeah, <laughs> later yeah. on. And the first ones, obviously, you're like, okay, well, this is what they want. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it's great when it could be a more collaborative process. For sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like like uh, with the director from from Teddy Bear Protection like once you have once you've built that relationship exactly, if yeah. you're on your third project yeah, it yeah. must just be and that, so and that's great to in, work in my work again. definitely the most important thing is the relationship you have with the director the producers the team you work with and being able to speak freely or, or try things is, is really what makes my job fun mm -hmm. yeah, yeah totally it's awesome um, there was another one that was like had also like kind of a heartfelt uh it was animation? Was, yeah, Make Believe. Uh, oh, yeah, really... that was a great film. That yeah. was actually a film I got to do at school, okay. Concordia University. And it was a great program that the uh, the music department and the film department were set up. They, they set up in tandem, and they were basically able to, it's like, all right, so these kids are going to make the film, and then the music department, if you guys want, you could score them. So I'm like, oh, this is great. I, lo I love doing that, and being able to work with fellow students would be a great thing, you know? And the same thing, you get to build up relationships, you get to work on fun projects. So that one particularly, like, um, I'm remember it coming in she I believe I approached her because I saw her film in a like a preliminary screening in the story book really heartfelt really spoke mm -hmm. to me so that was like a, an emotional impact and I was like man I, I gotta do this project so I reached out I'm like you know I, I don't know if you have a composer if you're still looking for one I, I, I'd love to score your film maybe I could do like a little demo and she was like yeah yeah absolutely absolutely she checked out my stuff she was she was very kind very nice to great to work with and um, her film, Patricia Granato, uh, the director and mm -hmm. the writer, um, it, was, it was really heartfelt about a younger brother with an older brother, but the younger brother had a bit of a sickness and, um, you know, wasn't feeling too well, maybe maybe a little bit darker than mm -hmm. that. And, and the, the, the older brother, he came in and he was just trying to, you know, create this sort of make-believe land to make him maybe forget about that for a minute. Mm -hmm. And it was really a touching story. And, uh, you know, when I approached the music, it was definitely something that I thought about, definitely something that I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's very clear on screen what the emotion is. And I just want to heighten it even more and just support the amazing film that she has. So that was, uh, that was a really great project to work on. And even to this day, I still think about the story. I'm like, man, that was, uh, yeah. that was really a pleasure to work with. Yeah.
Yeah, really heartfelt, really... Those two cartoons, actually, the teddy bear protection and that one, they both they capture this kind of childlike... Definitely, yeah. ...spirit, you know? Where, yeah, but yeah, yeah. teddy bear protection has kind of this, like, epic... Uh, yeah, a little... Let your the, imagination the run wild. Too. Yeah, yeah. Whereas make-believe really just feels so human and... Yeah, and just, I think at the heart of both, they both have, like, a little... As kids do, like, a little vulnerability that, that just, like... There's no veneer there whatsoever. It's just all mm. the emotion is right there on your sleeve and... Uh, no, I'm and coming from my background, I do a lot of like family adventure stuff, and I love doing animation for exactly that reason. The emotions right there on the screen, and it's the the story's cut right through, you know. And yeah, those those two projects specifically were really great. Sweet, yeah, it's yeah. awesome, man. Uh, there was one that was sort of like a mock video game. Oh yeah, that hyperspace, was, uh, madness. hyperspace madness. Can you yeah. tell us a bit about that? That was, that was a great project. That one it was actually set up uh, originally from the company Autodesk, which right, uh, right. makes CAD CAM software for a lot of video game production. They were putting out a demo to show basically and exemplify how great their new software is, and uh, they built like a mock video game called Hyperspace Madness, as you mentioned. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Like. I know it's got a very cartoony and kind of yeah funny, exactly it's definitely funny story oh, and dialogue yeah it's definitely like they went full out and had like tons of fun yeah it was really evident right away and they're like I remember they approached my professor because I think they were they were close and he's like do you have anyone in mind that we'd love to do this like uh, just like a fun project and my professor suggested me and I was obviously very flattered I'm like oh wow this is like a really great project to work on and you saw like the opening animatic and you could definitely see where they were going for right away and they wanted something over the top like a little Star Wars-y or, or, or what have you <laughs> and uh, they were like oh yeah we want and they were referencing all these great video games mm-hmm. and they were trying to like imitate which was fun and they're like yeah just run wild and do whatever you nice. want which was great and then uh, I was uh, I remember scoring that project <laughs> I think I was still in the basement at the time at my yeah. parents house yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, that was like a big project to work with them which was great and uh, you know being able to do that sort of music that I grew up loving as well it was just like a like a dream come true you know a little, little bit of a, a little pastiche if you will sure, yeah. and uh, and then I was fortunate enough to win a SoCan award for that which was oh, man. yeah which yeah. I was very fortunate <laughs> yeah very very nice which was great, great. and then um, I think about a year or so later they came out with the 3D version and they're like oh we have a, an actual budget for this now a decent budget if you'd love to do 3D and just rescore your work and make everything more modern that'd right. be great and I said yeah absolutely Sweet. sign me up yeah yeah That's and awesome. the 3D version came out great like yeah. if you see the animations like really ridiculous what they can do
do a whole rescoring for? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And it was great. And at the same time, I'm coming in a little bit more of a veteran at this point. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, what do you want to do here is this and this and that. And uh, they love the originals. So just being able to add on to that and explore yeah. was so much fun. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So did it end up being at all playable or is it really just kind of a demo mock? Uh... Oh, the game? Yeah. I, I mean, like... think. I think there was like one or two playable levels. Okay. I've seen like videos where they were playing it, but uh, it was mostly just for show. I think they took it to the uh, the Vegas uh, convention there, and uh, but it was like a really interesting concept to make like a fake video game. It was mm-hmm. really cool, just to show off. Yeah, the, I think it was great. They they had a lot of fun making yeah. it, so I'm sure well, it sold a bunch. Yeah. Of... <laughs> Even just from the animatic, I was like, I would play this game. Yeah, this I'm like, awesome. I'm like, this is not a bad like... game, man. It's like a combination yeah. of. Uh, can you give us the kind of the premise of what the story is, basically? Yeah, sure. It was a, basically followed a main character named Sven, and he was like a space explorer trying to discover new planets, basically. Um, but one day, his ship basically crash-landed or something malfunctioned. So as you can imagine, the music at that point is going like all crazy yeah. as he's crash-landing <laughs> and a huge, huge big ending as yeah. he splashes into this unknown... Action. Yeah, exactly. It's good stuff. So he splashed <laughs> into like this unknown world, and then he finds out, like, oh, there's these monsters called the Kilimari, which... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which were, were great and they start attacking him there's like a chase scene so it's, it's basically it's like Star Trek mixed with Star Wars mixed with like I'm sure every yeah. other video game totally, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. A, almost kind of like a Firefly uh, yeah a little bit yeah definitely yeah vibe just because it's like the dialogue is really kind of quirky and yeah I found the dialogue it doesn't was a take lot itself fun. too seriously it was, it was like, like really I, th- I think they recorded it themselves yeah. which is like like programmers that were working okay. and they're like oh you want, you want to do this like nice. sure and it, it turned out great it was like really authentic yeah it was Sweet. fun though so and what was it like? What's was it like working with Autodesk? What's the what's? Oh, it was great. They they brought me in for a meeting to start with after a few preliminary emails, and it was great. Just you know, being able to see their office. You know, so there's a lot of times nowadays, especially where you're working, it's all on the computer. You don't you end up never meeting people. So being able to come in, speak with them, hear what they're looking for, you know, take a tour of their studio was fantastic, and it gave me a really good sense of. Maybe not so much the story, but where they're coming from and what they want to do and what they're trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. which was great. And uh, and then beyond that, working with them, they were very like collaborative as well. Very great. They 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 offered me some great notes. Uh, not not too many notes, which is good. So I guess they they liked it. But uh, no, it was really a pleasure. And it's funny because like that was like the first video game or, or film or animatic that they did. So they were looking for me for advice at some points. Sure. Yeah, they're like, oh, what do you do here? Like, I'm like, well, first of all, you're going to have to wait for the, the picture lock. And they're like, oh, oh, okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like running them through a bit, basically doing their first like project. So it was, it was really interesting. But uh, nice. they're great to work with. Yeah. And obviously, they came back uh, a year later or so. So that was, uh, was awesome. It was really great. It's yeah, pretty collaborative. Yeah, exactly. They're super nice people, great company. Cool. So uh, yeah, nice. couldn't say enough nice things about them. Sweet. So then listening to your music... You're evidently skilled in like a pretty wide range of different kind of genres and styles. Um, but one I think you nail so well every time is the big kind of orchestral uh, epic kind of vibe. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, I, also the, the really intimate stuff like in those, like in Make Believe and stuff. Oh, but thanks. there was a couple of cues that really, really like I thought were awesome uh, oh, okay. from your SoundCloud. I think uh, Chase uh, was one of them that I really, really liked. Oh yeah, that was Cerberus uh, Rex. Yeah, that was a really interesting project actually. Yeah. That was yeah, from can you tell me a bit um, that, one? that was like a feature length audio drama basically. Right, right, right. And that, that was really interesting when the the I guess I was going to say director but is <laughs> I guess audio director at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um he he approached me. He said, "All right, so I want to do this feature length audio drama." To which I replied, "What's that?" <laughs> which he's like, "Oh, you know like Orson Welles." I'm like, "Oh, yeah, okay." I'm like, "All right. I I, I wasn't really too sure about it. I never done that before. Right. I, I didn't know I I usually scored a picture or at least to something and uh, I was really interested to how this is going to work so I'm like yeah yeah sure man and he was telling me he started going into about the music we had a preliminary meeting and again just similar to other great directors about music he knew his music inside and out and he's he's like referencing stuff from the 80s and the 50s and the 30s all these old scores I'm like man this guy (laughs) really knows his stuff like even more than me I would say (laughs) and um, that was that was really great working with him and that was uh, Jason Hardcastle, the director, and he hired, um, I believe he wrote the script of well, and it was just a fantastic script, and it was really engaging. Basically, it's, a, it's an homage to all these 80s Spielberg films, adventures films, kind of like half Indiana Jones, half uh, Back to the Future, half all <laughs> these things. 
And uh, he's like, yeah, it's complete homage. I want, I want you to go run wild with it. Do the stuff that you do great, that you love writing, and uh, just, just have fun. So I'm like, oh, great. And um, he got a bunch of amazing voice actors that were really great on the project. And it, re- it really showed that he spent so much time and he put tons of quality from like the, the smallest elements all the way through the project. And um, so that was, that was really interesting actually scoring it though. So like I said, it was sort of a John williams slash Alan Silvestri nod, which was cool. And uh, it was interesting because there was nothing to work with. There was no pictures. Yeah. So I kind of had to and score it. it. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> so I kind of scored it like a video game because it was, I believe, around two hours long, the entire audio drama. Yeah, yeah which was quite something. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I'm like, okay, well, we can't do two hours of music. There's no way the budget will allow that. So we're like, all right, so let's do it this way where we could have, you know, so many cues, just like a video game, mm-hmm. and then split up the cues into separate tracks like stems. And for those of you who don't know, a stem is basically like you're going to have an audio track and it's kind of like split up into layers so you'll have a full track and like the you'll have a bottom layer that's just drums so it's something like dum 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 something real simple that just gives you a little pulse and then you have a like a middle layer that starts bringing in some melodic elements and then like a top layer when things really get intense you could have you know obviously the full action going full brass full strings full choir and um, at that point you could sort of fade in and out of which layer you want depending on the action so it really like in like in video games extends your music so you don't have to score a ton of things obviously Obviously, it's, it's, it's less inventive, but it allows you to change things where, you know, things aren't necessarily staying the same or if you have to place certain things in certain places, you can't rescore something. So that was a really interesting project. And, and the, the cue you're talking about, that was like one of the climaxes basically of the full audio drama she the main character i think it was korea dr korea she's basically on the run from this ancient dinosaur that she discovered okay. basically yeah exactly yeah so it's a little awesome. indiana jones little yeah. jurassic park little and uh that was basically it comes out from the cave or whatever in the final climactic scene and, and it starts a huge chase where she's just running as fast as possible booking it like uh, and then <laughs> runs to the car and takes the jeep through the jungle yeah. and all that stuff and uh, that one I just went full out pretty much all that 80s action run chase scene music <laughs> so ton, tons of strings and ostinatos and octatonic scales and all for you music <laughs> nerds out there uh, like all that stuff which was really great so that was a lot of fun to score and like you know like short of doing like a big Hollywood blockbuster when else you going to get to write something like that. Yeah. Awesome. And then we were lucky enough to uh, win a or nominated for a Webby Award, which was a really great honor okay. for best uh, music or best sound nice. of music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that was really great. That's yeah. cool. Nice. Yeah, that's really interesting about the the layered approach. Yeah, it was it was exactly like a video game. We were, we sat down together like like you do on a video project. Like, all right, how are we gonna do this? And there was some music that was fully licensed, some music that was partially licensed, so we could split it up. And um, basically, I created character themes that developed throughout. So I had a, a theme for for Doctor Correa, a theme for her doctor partner that was like sort of like an older father figure. Of course, I had the Cerberus Rex theme, mm-hmm. which is uh, I'll just I don't know <laughs> if you could hear this on the piano, but it was like. Like very, very, just very, very classic, ominous. like, yeah, exactly, yeah. like 1930s yeah. horror movie. <laughs> and it uh, started off really simple, and then the themes would build up bigger and bigger as the, the audio progressed. And uh, Cool. Yeah, the, re- yeah. the reception was really great. A lot of people wrote tons of reviews on it and really loved the music, so that was a really great cool. uh, thing to work on. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's also cool that uh, the audio drama hasn't disappeared. Yet, no, it's you know, making like, a comeback. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, 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 listened to, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, I remember listening and... Didn't think about them really for like yeah, ten exactly. years or something. Yeah, and then you listen to like the stories, like I guess because they can't rely on visuals or special effects. Like the 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 visual, the um the story is just so evocative mm-hmm. and pulls you in right away. Yeah, yeah. And the sound design with three D sound spaces that they have now really puts you in the space. And no, they're they're, they're really engaging. There's um like a huge market for it now, and it's it's just great to hear it because the, they they love music and it's integral. Totally, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, there's another cue I really liked, which was a battle theme from this game Exile. 
Oh yeah, that was, a, that, that, was a, that was a great project. That yeah. was a student project, actually. Okay. I believe um, he approached me and asked, you know, I, I know you're busy or whatever, but maybe if you have some extra time, I would love to you if you like check out this video game. And at this one, this was I haven't really done any professional video games of that. I did some like ones for school, some you know whatever projects, but uh, so this intrigued me right away, and I'm like, yeah, that, uh, absolutely, man. Just to try new things, just gives you ideas for different other things, and I would love to just do it and see what what happens, you know, basically. And that particular one, the game was basically, it was like a sort of like an set in ancient Greece, I believe. So I had to, you know, and some of the other tracks implement some of those ideas, some of those instruments that made you uh, think of that period, mm -hmm. that time right away. And it's about like this uh, heroine, basically, that's uh, trying to use, I think, magic and trying to make her way through the uh, the game and the game world and stuff like that. Sort of like a mix of like Zelda meets uh, Assassin's Creed something or okay. other, like Origins or whatever. <laughs> and um, so that was really fun. And the battle track, obviously, is like one of those boss battle tracks. And uh, that was just high energy, high action. We want you to feel engaged. We want the player to feel like, oh, my God, like there's no way I'm going to make it through this, basically. <laughs> project to work on and uh, I think the the game was released uh, I believe last year at some point okay yeah, yeah I'll try and put like a link up or send you a link yeah, so you can see yeah 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 oh great but Sweet. that was yeah that was nice. really fun to work on so like first major like video game project that was like a professional project mm -hmm. which was amazing yeah. cool um do you know how many tracks you did or how many? Yeah, it was a smaller project, yeah. so but it was about five or six. Okay. And then similar to the audio drama, I said, all right, so what we'll do is we'll split it up into stems depending on your audio engine. Right, right. And you could implement it from that point. And yeah, I believe he was using FMOD. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that really extended things. So we had five tracks, but they were split up into three stems each. So it ended up being 15 tracks, which are all fully loopable with the little intros and stuff like that. So um, it really extended it. And uh, it was even great. Even though it wasn't like a ton of music, it really lasted out throughout the um the whole project there was like main menu theme traveling yeah, theme yeah, which yeah. is really cool yeah. sweet man it's, it's so cool what you can do with with music and layering and yeah it's really dynamic it's adaptive soundtracks amazing yeah it's like basically it's like vertical composition yeah. which is a completely different approach from film where you're doing horizontal you know the music develops yeah, but yeah. this one you're sort of adding in elements taking out elements which is a completely different way of thinking but i mean like it's com like super fun nonetheless yeah. like it's just a different way of doing it's, things and it's really great yeah we've got the axis yeah, exactly. And then but, when you get into the VR realm, you have this whole spatial. Yeah, well, you have the three D. You could mess with things mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's really great what they're doing now. Uh, so you mentioned before uh, that we you have a, another project in the works. Oh yeah, kind of like a uh, retro kind of thing. What's... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this one was another game project I just recently started. Um, it was just another small project, but it really intrigued me because it was sort of like a retro sort of nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties sort of game where it's like real like shoot and. Pac-Man slash like fly around and stuff like that. It's like a mix of like Pac-Man and asteroids, I guess. Okay. But uh, it was really fun because the, the guy was looking for um, like a fully like 8-bit retro sort of soundtrack, which was a ton of fun. And uh, lucky enough, all my all my work on this one was obviously done in the computer since it was all synthesized elements. But there was a great sample library that was all 8-bit elements. And it, it's basically they sampled the exact um, like sound card from the old systems, from the Sega, from the Nintendo, right, uh, from Game the sixty, Boy? yeah, from Even the Game rare. Boy, from the sixty-four, from all. And so it's, as soon as you play it, you're like, oh my god, this is my childhood. <laughs> like awesome. you, you play the sounds, and it immediately brings you there. So at that point, when you have that sound locked in, you're like, oh wow, this is gonna be a ton yeah. of fun. No matter what you write, <laughs> it's gonna sound great. And uh, that one, it's the soundtrack is exactly like all those like vintage scores that you think <laughs> of, like Tetris mixed with like Mario and stuff yeah, like that. So fun. Yeah, yeah. So that that was really interesting, and uh, I'll. I'll 
I'll send you some music after since it's still in development. I'll send you some rough, uh, nice. <laughs> some rough things yeah, I've been working awesome. on. You could get an idea of what it sounds like. It's really fun. playing around in the, that palette oh it's like, great i can when spend you, hours when you get a new palette that you can play around with in general but like the i remember when i finally got like a sound font or a, there's this great website too for playing around with oh, okay sounds. yeah yeah it's just so fun i know like, and then like you <laughs> want to play like all the themes that you're yeah, going up yeah. you're like i gotta try for sure yeah. to see what this sounds like, like on this how, what if i put take five yeah exactly <laughs> exactly or what if, what if i play like the theme from like harry potter on this i wonder yeah. what it sounds yeah, like which you end up getting game boy version of harry potter yeah. which is like oh great <laughs> there's there's a market for it uh, there's a market i'm sure there's yeah, yeah so i'm the market at, yeah. at least me <laughs> uh so Ben, what's your like when you're sitting down to compose? What's your workflow like, or like your composition process? Can you give us a bit of a window? In yeah, that? yeah, like, great. You know, yeah, I don't know if you start melody first or like how you generate ideas. You know? Yeah, definitely. What's, what's your workflow like? Well, it depends on the project. Like sure. if, it's, if I'm doing like work for trailer music or production music, that's obviously all on my own, and I'm sort of thinking similar to a film where either I'm speaking with my director or I'm speaking with my producer on the album. It's basically what what are we going for here? What's the sort of palette in terms of what we're trying to achieve? And then um, from there, I kind of build like my own like a design document similar to video games where I have just all these references and I'm going through things and I'm seeing, you know, what works, what doesn't work. And then from there, once I have basically a general idea of what I want to achieve, I go straight to the piano, the acoustic piano, which is <laughs> becoming more and more of a rarity, I see, <laughs> in my work. Um, and I just find, like, you just write a lot of... It's just better on the piano. I don't... I, I can't explain why I'm not a, I'm not a good piano player. I don't know <laughs> why, but... Um, and then um, I'm basically trying to work out themes, you know, melody and chords at the same time. I, I find... Basically, they're pretty much intertwined. Like a good melody will support the chords and, Definitely, you know, good yeah. chords will give you an idea of where a melody should be going. Um, you know, it all comes back to, to get really nerdy over here. It comes back to like <laughs> counterpoint and, yeah, and polyphony and stuff like that. Yeah. So basically, basically, the single line should show you what the, the chords are. So, you know, I have obviously ideas of what sort of chords I'm thinking of or at least what mode or scale. And then from there, I'm trying to build something within that sort of framework. And then, you know, I'll, I'll work on something. It's, it's, it's rarely where I'll come up with something like that just like instantly um, I'll, I'll have like an outline I'm like alright so this is not bad but you know, it doesn't have enough action. So I'm like, what if I, uh, you know, change up the intervals or if I add a little bit more interest here with the rhythm and you kind of like play around with it little by little until you get something and that you shape into a melody that's somewhat memorable, which is as composers, which is what we're trying to do. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, that 
definitely. And especially when you think about stuff like lay motifs, themes exactly, for characters yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So basically, you need something that's you know obviously very catchy. Just like 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 in pop music, it's the same thing. You need a hook that that brings the listener in. That not only when they hear it the first time, they're like, oh, that's cool. But every time from then on, they're like, oh yeah, I remember that. That's uh, that's Leia's theme, <laughs> or that's like the the theme from whatever film or video game you're working on. You're mm-hmm. Like uh, it's like to to hear people speak about music and themes. Like it just it makes my work worth it. They were like, oh, I love the Halo theme, or I love this, and as soon as they hear it, it puts them in that world right away. So so like I was mentioning, first at the piano, work out there, working out chords and, and melodies sort of at the same time together, and then a lot of time working that out until you get something that's a little bit more solid. And then from there, I usually take it into my DAW, my sequencer, uh, which I'm using Cubase for, the, for those interested. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and then from there, you start building a mock-up which is like a whole virtual production. It's like a virtual orchestra in a box, basically. So it's all these these instruments that are recordings of real instruments that I use to make realistic orchestral sounds and tracks. So when you're sending it to the director or producer of a film, they could get basically an idea of what you're trying to do, whether they, they keep that and you produce it or whether they want to record live. They have a really great idea of what it's going to sound like in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 mock-ups are definitely very important. Yeah, part yeah, of the yeah. process. So develop your mock-up skills if you want to be a film composer or whatever. That's really important nowadays. Yeah, totally. Do even like, I mean, you definitely have a lot more experience than me, but I just imagine uh, giving just to give an audio, like quote-unquote picture for the director so they can hear like what you're going for. If you have like a high quality mock-up, it can make all the difference. Absolutely. You know? And I, I find, you know, you invest in your sounds to a point, but when you start learning, it's like learning any other instrument. You learn the software you have, you get better at it and to the point where you're like, okay, well, I could produce things professionally and I could give people like a sort of glimpse of like, oh, this is what I was trying to go for, you know, whether we can record with a live orchestra or live musicians or not. And um, that's it's really invaluable because prior to that, I guess everything was pretty much on piano and you're just like oh no you got to imagine here like here's the strings and you had the brass come in and i'm sure directors were like okay maybe <laughs> i don't they have no idea so you say yeah and even even when i was growing up like learning to to use that i built like a template basically which has everything loaded up and properly leveled so i am like oh when i put a flute against a trombone i don't really hear the flute or the trumpet sort of buries everything mm-hmm. in the orchestra so that's it was like it was helping me learn arranging learn orchestration and certain rules like that like even like strings, I'm like, oh, when I play the strings in like a close voicing in the middle here, it sounds sort of blurry. So I should probably open it up and do a more standard mm-hmm. voicing. And then you do that combined with like studying on your own, listening to scores and everything helps make convincing mock-ups, which are essential to, to, to the work nowadays. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Sweet. So when, when you're still at the piano phase and you're coming up, you're thinking about forming melodies and chords and all that, like... How consciously are you thinking about the orchestration or the instrumentation at that point? Oh, it's it's in tandem. It's it's all at the yeah. same time. You you kind of have to because as you're writing something, I mean, everything you play on piano should translate if you're a decent orchestrator straight across to the orchestra. So when you're writing something, and let's just say you're writing a melody in the, in the high range, and when you come into your your sequencer and you start like orchestrating it, you're like well, I should keep it in the high range. And what sounds, if you want it soft, what sounds soft in the high range? You're like, well, a flute does, or, or maybe like violin strings will sound mm-hmm. sort of that way. So you're you're always thinking of both in tandem with each other. If you want like a big heroic melody in the middle of the thing, you're like, well, that's going to be either French horns or maybe mm-hmm. double it an octave below with the, the trombones and stuff like that. So orchestration, composition, uh, these are things that are pretty much interchangeable, or at least they should be in my opinion. Mm-hmm. With, with chords and melody, they all, they all go together into one sort of thing. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, so besides the the retro thing you're working on, is there anything else on the horizon for you, Ben? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I've been getting a lot into production and yeah. trailer music, which I started about a year ago or so. Uh, it was great. I got. I was very fortunate to get uh, picked up by a great label called Immediate Music, and I'm working with the the guys there, Jeff Feynman, which is a great producer, a great uh, composer in his own right. He's been, you know, just super supportive and. Um, Basically, I'm building all these albums that will be used for music that they could place in film productions and in TV and video games and trailers. So basically, for those who don't know, a lot of these productions for for film, TV and trailers, um, the music is not composed for that specific project. And they're getting it either stock or they're having basically their own private library where they're grabbing music and placing it in just to make things you know, faster and obviously cheaper. So this album I started uh, last year, which should be released in the next 
month or so, which is really exciting. It's my first uh, trailer album. Cool. Yeah, it's all family adventure, like okay. m- magic and mysteries. So it's gonna be like like Harry Potter. So if you can imagine yeah, that. Yeah. So it's all it's all sort of that sort of music or Monsters Inc. or whatever. And uh, so that's that's really exciting. And uh, hopefully you'll see it in a, the next Disney trailers or Pixar trailers coming up. Yeah. So that should be really fun. Cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, additionally, I got two or three other albums coming up with them, which is great. And then um, I mean beyond that, like I have film work coming out. I think I just scored a short horror film Mm -hmm. called Safe Space, which was a really fun project. I don't want to give anything away because it hasn't been released yet. It's going to be released in, um, I'm trying to remember what the uh, the film festival was, Australian Short Film Festival. Um, And it's, uh, I think it was called Trope Fest or something like that. And uh, no, it was just a great project. This was done over Christmas. (laughs) I think Christmas Eve, they emailed me. So for them, they're they're in Australia, actually. And they would think it was for them. It was Christmas Day. They emailed me. And they're like, all right, so uh, we had this great project. We (laughs) We thought of you for the last thing. We just want to reach out. And maybe you could do it in the next, I don't know, week or so, which I said, of course, because as a composer, you take, <laughs> you take what you can. But uh, so that, that was basically my winter holiday. Sure, so, yeah, yeah so okay. I was going. But it was a, it was an amazing project to work on. What they did, um, they said they, they filmed it in a day. It was just a short five minute film. And it was really amazing quality. And uh, it was the story was really fun in the end. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to give anything away. But uh, <laughs> that was a really fun, like horror sort of uh, score that I got to approach. I never really done horror before so that was really interesting to play with all those like bernard herman sort of like shrieks on the strings like psycho and uh all those classic horror elements you think of and uh that was really fun to do and uh yeah it was it was all done in a week so it was was really quick turnover but uh looking forward to see it or at least see what people say in the next uh, few weeks i look forward to seeing it yeah Yeah, cool when is there anything now where you are now is there anything you wish you knew 10 years ago as you were growing, emerging as a composer? Good question. You know? uh, <laughs> yes, I think so, yeah. Uh, one, I think the most important thing in my work is just keep learning, always learn more and more and more. And the best way to do that is to listen to more music and to, you know, transcribe from different scores, read scores from, from classics from or ACDC or, or Beethoven, whatever it is. Just every day, if you could do that, it's really quick. You develop just such a larger vocabulary of things you could draw on. And uh, obviously, like, in, there's limits to what you could do when you're a little bit younger. But even starting with simple stuff and being able to learn that at a young age and get a foundation and build up your ear which is the most important thing um that would that would be like the one piece of advice like just every day if you can you know just take 10 minutes take 20 minutes listen to some things try and figure out what it is Mm -hmm. and then uh yeah that would be like the best thing but um you know, like it, it never ends, right? It's for you keep doing that every day for the for the rest of your life because yeah. you love what you do. Yeah, right? always learning. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Um, well, about wraps up for the questions I have. Is there anything else you want to talk about about projects or like your story or like? Sound libraries and oh, yeah, any, yeah. anything nerdy we can <laughs> talk about before. We actually, it. actually, now that you mentioned, yeah. I am starting to do more blogs, yeah. more video posts where I'm showing a bit more background of my work. You know, trying to show workflow or my template or helping people with theory or harmony and stuff like that. I do get a few questions from people. They're like, "Oh, we really liked your track," and I'm trying to analyze it. What'd you do here? What'd you do there? So I'm trying to build a build a bit more of a platform, trying to get out there and uh, you know just help other composers like similar to when I was coming up. I had all these great online forums and great people that helped online that were like giving tons of pointers and and showing how to score films so if i could just pass that on to people younger than me that are you know looking for the same thing that would be great so that's yeah that's what i'm trying to cool, do for yeah. just my uh, my new year's resolution yeah, for 2019 cool. yeah, yeah and you have a youtube channel don't you i do is, have a youtube is, channel is that does that is there some overlap with those plans there? yeah starting yeah. before it was i was just posting some of the music i was working on but now like in the past uh, few weeks few months started posting some some sort of like Dogcast or videocast, basically, which just shows you exactly what's going on in my music. So you could see all the MIDI information. You could see what I did with the mock-up, where it came from what. And uh, hopefully, you know, because I, I love those videos. So hopefully someone else, when they see mine, they, they feel the same yeah. way. And uh, if it helps anyone in any way, that makes me happy. Yeah, that's so, great. Yeah, yeah. Pay it so, forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I watched the just sort of the recent video you posted, and it was definitely cool. Oh yeah, the window into absolutely. That was a little. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I'm part of the process. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was cool. I was I was just testing out a new sample library because uh, that's like the biggest thing when you're buying a sample library. Like I don't I don't know how it sounds, and I don't know. I just want to hear someone play it, and that's when I'm buying stuff. That's what influences me the most. So I'm like, oh okay. Well, I mean, if I can make like a short 10 minute video with me improvising on the piano, and someone's like, oh okay, now I know how it sounds, and this. 
context or in this style and it sounds really interesting, then, uh, you know, all the better. And the more people that put out videos and stuff like that, the better the community is. And it's really, it's really great to, uh, to help out wherever possible. Absolutely. Do you, you build your own samplers ever? Uh, you know what? I not my own samplers. I started building my own sample library. Actually, okay. I do have a few oh, yeah. private libraries um, that I am currently using. I give to a couple composer friends as well. They're they're not. It's not what you're expecting. It's not full orchestra or anything. But uh, I made a piano, a Studio Forty Seven piano, which is a reference to uh, my old basement okay. uh, where I grew up <laughs> in my old address. Yeah, yeah. um, and uh, so basically, that was really interesting. Where you know, I, being part of the sampling process, yeah, I sampled my own piano, which ended up sounding like a drunken bar piano <laughs> in the end. But uh, you has might a, want that specific sample library looking for, for that project, unique yeah. character. Yeah, like you said, that's that's where you're gonna find it. Cool, yeah. um, but it's 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 nice to use your own sounds that make your project unique, you know. And if you could do that, or obviously hire a live musician, even a single or you know one or two people on a project, that makes a huge difference to bring some sort of you know human element that's not so refined, so quantized, so computer. Um, but uh, yeah, so I definitely have a little sample libraries, and uh, I'd love to come back and talk about that as well. It's nice. re it's really interesting, yeah, being able to work in, in contact yeah. or whatever your sampler is. It's, it's like a, it's a musical playground. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so where can people find you? Uh, so great place. Uh, first, I guess you want to hear some of my stuff, some video examples, some audio would be my website. So it's uh, Benjamin Goldman. Uh, music.com so that has tons of stuff tons of previous stuff in my work a little bit of my background where I come from and then beyond that you could find my other stuff I have uh, albums on Google Play and Amazon and iTunes and you can find that through my website and then my SoundCloud is soundcloud.com slash Benjamin Goldman Music as you might assume and then YouTube same thing um, but everything everything if you want to find through my website has links to everything so if you're having trouble finding something it's through there so it's um, that would be like the one-stop shop for everything if you want to uh, find out a bit more about what I do. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Ben, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. It was great talking to you and hearing about your music. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, man. It's been, it's been great. It's fun to just talk about a fellow compo composer yeah. nerd about all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. For this episode's Game of Bars. <laughs> ben and I each wrote a small melody then orchestrated each other's melody however we saw fit. Here's the melody Ben wrote. And here's how I orchestrated it. number two. I really like what he did.
that wraps up episode four. You can follow the podcast at Game of Bards on Twitter. Our logo art is by Anna DeChico. Find more of her art at DeChicoAnna.com. Links are in the description. Thanks for listening. Thank you.